Coming at you from Scratch and Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. Your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. I'm your host, Porter. To my left, the original Mr. Bucket, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. To my right, King of the Candyland, Tommy Dixon. How's it going? How are we doing, gentlemen? Oh, great. Just great. Fresh off of a post-mortem recording, I'm doing great. Yeah. That yeah. was a good time. We did. We just recorded a post-mortem. That's a lot of fun. Always. And it usually puts us in rare form. Yeah. So, <laughs> some, uh, some laughs, some things we can't say on air. Got to pay for it. A little bit. <laughs> so there's... <laughs> See, there's no telling how this episode's going to go. I guess it, it's your opinion. How do you feel about how we are after a postmortem? Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but hey, hope you guys are enjoying the new audio. I know you've gotten a few episodes of it now. Right. How great is that, huh? Bet you thought it'd like, be a one and done and we just would go back now. No, this no, is just no. how it is now. Oh, yeah. man. Like our, uh, our Farrah episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, should we put that one on air? Oh, the one that was not. recorded on the laptop. Yeah, no. Ooh, mm-hmm. I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's rough to listen to. So anyway. <laughs> yes. Thank you, backers. Right? <laughs> yes, thank you to our backers. And, you know, if, if you do, if you want to become a backer, you can do that over at a Ko-Fi. K-O-F-I.com slash rage across the internet. That's right. Link is on the front page of our website. It's also the show notes, but it's in the front page of our website, which is rageacrossthinternet.com.com. Dot Can't make it weird. No, it, it, it was <laughs> yeah. weird. Like it's weird, not weird when we no, all three just, do it. You're weird. Fine. I mean, you made you made it weird. You know, there's other links on that front page too. We got <laughs> Mr. Gone, Mr. Gone's sheets, uh, the affiliate link for uh, the Storyteller's Vault, mm-hmm. Drive Through RPG. Yep, which is kind of the same as it's the same affiliate link. It's like you, you can get from both from the one, but whatever. But anyway, yeah, they're, they're on the front page, so those are great ways you can help us out as well. Yep, a couple links down, you'll see the forums. You get on there, you can join our Discord. Right, and the link to the Discord is right there in the announcement section yep. of the forums to make that abundantly fucking clear. But yeah. we want you to go to the forums because we want you to see what's on there. there. Yeah, there's some other cool shit there. That's why we just don't give out the link. But right. we, it, it's very, very obvious it's there. It's free for everybody. It's free just with an email address. It's yep. just our two-step two authentication. That's all. That's kind of what we use it for. Basically what that is, yeah. keeps yeah. the bots from coming in. And again, lets you see what we have there. Because again, there's some really interesting shit. You know, old Nocturnus articles. There's the, the, the ticker. ticker. Yep, the ticker's yep. there. Um, and interestingly enough, and this was something that uh, I did a live read of for one of the very first backer rewards, was uh, A Blanket of Anger, which was a little character essay written by Lisa Fleischman back, uh, again, back in the Nocturnus days. And what that was is it was a look at a particular Garu, uh, an unnamed, it's not important who he is. It's just your average Garu. Yeah, um, just living a day in the city. And the reason I bring this up... In the uh, city. Look at this segue. <laughs> is because that's what we'll be talking about today, is the city. City life. Yeah, you know. Um, and how every Garu should fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Except for two tribes. Yeah, and that's that's well, part I of mean, it too. That's yes, that's part of it. But like, it doesn't mean they don't hate it. They just accept it more. Whatever helps you sleep at night. 
<laughs> Garu are still part wolf. Our instincts are still there. They are still primitive creatures. Well, they're also still part spirit, so they're obsessed with both boo and getting out. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> Thank you for that. Get out of my city. I'm, there, there you go. Happy with that one? That was helpful. <laughs> boo. I mean, both of us. Yeah, of course it was. Both of us were being very helpful. Uh, yes, I know. I mean, everything you guys said, there's, there's truth to all of that. You know, the, the city is a miserable fucking hellscape. But there, it's also ripe with growth and beauty. And the differences are both in perspective and location. Oh, yes. You know, it's not one thing. And it's, it's, I think it's a tricky subject. And there's a lot you can unpack. So we decided we'd talk about it for roughly an hour and a half. <laughs> you, you have the city that's being, I don't want to say the words corrupt, but it's pretty much corrupt. But it's. It's under the influence, I guess, of both Weaver and Worm. I mean, and, and you know what? It's probably even all three. There is room for the wild as well, yeah. Because it's it's again, it's not it's not one thing. It's it's a living, breathing thing, a, in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course, you have the spirits of the city fathers, and we can talk about that again in a minute. You know, we, I did that originally at one point. And oh, the, the city father and city mother. And yeah. yeah and when, we when made I, up the. When I came up with my vision of the city father for Detroit. Right, which was so cool. Right? Yeah. I was very happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what episode that was, but I remember that was doing a, that. That was a big was, callback. It's, yeah, a, it's a really ago. old one. I believe that was just like a, the spirits episode. I, I have spirits to, not go. Yeah, I don't know. The spirits not ghosts. I don't know. Wait, it we're was, like 115 in, guys. Come on. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know what I did yesterday. You want me to fucking quote an episode a year or, a year or two ago? <laughs> it was a while, yes. But again, I mean, there's that. There's a lot of spirit life. And there's the, the small things, you know, like that daisy busting through concrete. The way the, the ground takes hold. And, you know, we, I mean, we've seen this shit. It, it's, it's a little shit you walk by every day and you just you don't notice, you don't pay attention to. Yeah, it's stuff that's easily taken and granted for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I, it, it's, it's only partially related, but I was talking to one of our Discord members um, just this morning. And uh, we were talking about red talons, so it's not really <laughs> a correlation, but the, you know, how people were having, people in his group were having trouble understanding, and I'm paraphrasing here. It's fine. Um, you know, understanding the red talons, and what I pointed out is it was a, a matter of perspective, because you're looking at it, or these players were looking at it through human eyes, and that's like a double mistake in the case of the red talons, <laughs> because you don't, you shouldn't be looking at Garu through human lens. That's already wrong. And then you have the additional lens of it being exclusively lupus. I was going to say, then only wolf. That's, yeah. That's... Yeah. You can't look at them from a human. Why, why would you ever be on the human side from the perspective of a red talent? You know, is a lupus. And I, this is super off topic. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> It'll come around. Right. And I, well, I guess, and I'll, I'll just get to that point. It was when I'm talking about like boo humanity mm-hmm. from that perspective. I mentioned you know, to, to include some of the little things to help showcase that point of view and that perspective. And I use the example of, well, you know, maybe you're, you're around the city and you see some drunk guy in an alley just pissing all over the ground, maybe on, as a matter of fact, a daisy that was breaking through the concrete. Oh. Just to showcase how shitty people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that here's that's... this nature thing that broke through the concrete to have life and here's some drunk asshole peeing on it. And that's that's the perspective that the red talent is seeing. Like, no, I get it. I get yeah, it. You know, I brought it around to the city. You know? He's feeding it. 
There you go. He's giving he's it life. He's watering the plants. It's he's great. watering well, the plants. That's his perspective. Healthy. And then you get the Talon's perspective is something completely different. No, the human perspective is I got to pee. <laughs> this thing just happens to be here. Right? Okay, fine. Maybe it's, maybe it's a bone nard sees color it. So it's a target. <laughs> Instead of him writing his name on the wall, you know, he found a daisy to hit. Right? There's just, that's how hard I don't care. Right. <laughs> and I think that's another point. Is because there's a lot of ways. I mean, we're gonna, there's so much to fucking talk about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you're running it, City is more of a bleak, you know, if, you, if you're focusing on the bleakness of a city. Which you probably should be. It's the world of darkness. Yeah, but to an extent. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of ways to go. And I'm going to end around in Detroit in a few <laughs> minutes. And I think you both know that. <laughs> yes, of course we do. Just waiting for it. Right. But, and that's again, and how different ways to, to shade, to color that city, you know, you can have that super bleak. There's no hope. Everything's fucked up. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm not even looking. It's not why I'm going to bring up Detroit. <laughs> because I, I think Detroit from a Garo perspective becomes a more hopeful city. You know, I have on more than one occasion brought up Charlie LaDuff's Detroit and American autopsy, which you can find on audible, not sponsored. But I think it's a it's a good it's worth mentioning. Yes, it's worth mentioning because it's a great listen and it's a great set piece to help you build a city. You know, I, I had uh, our buddy Lou listen to it recently. Oh, what did he think? Oh, he liked it a lot. That's awesome. And, and we're talking about this section of this book where where you see how nature is reclaiming the city. And I'm not going to go into more of it than that because it's, it's not important. Right. It's it's the wild taking it back. It's the wild taking it back because mm-hmm. you have a city full of urban decay and poverty and there's no jobs and there's stretches of, of like miles long stretches of, of residential areas with nothing there, but burned out husks and maybe like one person living. It's just squatters. Yeah. Well, like one person who actually owns the place. Like this is my home. There used to be neighbors. Now there's nothing. A couple of deer sitting out there. Yeah. There's three blocks away. There's another living being, but it's just me here. And I'm the holdout, right? Right. You know, and you're good on them for hanging out. That's not, that's not my point here. But in the meantime, yeah. What's happened to those lawns? Overgrown. Yeah. Suddenly the wild's taken that back. There's nature again. Yeah, there's deer running through these fields that used to be someone's lawn. It's, it's weird to think about, but like us living here. And no, we're not technically in Detroit, but we're fucking close enough that we've all seen this. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, I came up. I've spent a lot of fucking time in Detroit. Yes. I'm saying (laughs) physically, we're not physically in Detroit right now, but we're close enough that we've all seen it. And, and yeah, it's, it's nuts. And yeah, the wild taking it back, I think is a bigger deal to say it that way. And again, it's directly related to the downfall of humanity Mm -hmm. in the area. So like for me, that's not a, it's not a view of a bleak city. That's a view of a city going back to Gaia. I like it like that. You know, that's a thing like, oh, there's there's, there's going to be a plant opening up that's going to bring all these jobs. We should probably stop that because mm. this is pretty good for the mission right now where everyone's poor and miserable. <laughs> <laughs> or humanity doesn't have its clutches there anymore. Exactly. That's the type and of city. And that's the, the Gauru that's, lens, right? But right. if we look at the human lens. But we're not playing human the victiming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the way you paint Good that point. with the, the husks of the buildings and then the grass is growing. It's, that's kind of like an umbral landscape of the residents of the houses. 
it wouldn't be a full house. It would just be the husk of the house. That's actually, that's, that's very that, true. That's how it paints the picture for me. This would be like an umbral residence of a residential area. Yeah, like actually you, oh, could, yeah. you could go walk some of those neighborhoods down in a tree. Don't, then don't, don't, don't go do, do this. <laughs> no. Do not do this. Not without it. Nope, not no, without it all. I was going to say without, without an escort. <laughs> not no. at all. You, you can get the escort up the street, but yeah. Not that escort. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's firebombed and hollowed out too. That's, yes. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> um, but yes, you could go do that. Don't ever. Like, I can sell you a house for $10 in Detroit. It's, it's going to be some burned up bricks, and that's about all. But that's your house. But no, those, yeah, you're right. The, the husks, that's a great example yeah. for, for the Umbro residents. And, but here's the thing, too, though, is what about when it wasn't? Because, you know, Detroit is a, is a very unique example. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it also just so happens to be the one we're most familiar with. Right. And at different levels of intimately familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of my point there. Because oh, I love Detroit. Uh, you know, certain yeah. parts of it. Yeah, right. yeah. We we ain't going into Port Shelhead, but <laughs> you know, look, it was it was home. You know, eighty eighty six Bliss. I don't even think the building exists there anymore. But hey, you know, I don't think. I mean, the city what forties and fifties. It was booming. Sixties, sixties too. The seventies. Yeah, yeah the riots then, didn't hit till the seventies, and then it's just it's a wasteland now. And I mean, there's there's some fascinating history there. If you want to help, if you want to use this as an example to build for a game, there's the Crime Town podcast, season two, handled Detroit specifically. There's a documentary called uh, Detroit Under Stress. These are good resources. I, I recommend them. But this is not the Detroit episode. <laughs> We're just referencing it to make it well, because, because it's really it, easy for us to do so. Right, and it's a unique case to where. Gaia is taking it back because the city is in such dire straits and we are talking the world of darkness. Mm-hmm. So there's a point there to where there could be other examples of cities that have fucking bombed it so hard through corruption and mismanagement and, you know, this, 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 and this, that guy could start to take it back for crying out loud. You could run a chronicle uh, with glass walkers and bone gnars working their way into the city infrastructure to ruin it. On purpose. Yes, for this very reason. I like that. That's a good plot seed. Right? What happens when everything just stops working? Humans leave. Yep. And what happens when humans leave? Nature comes back. I mean, it could very easily go the opposite direction. That can happen too. Especially with, you know, if we maybe take the bonars out of it, but leave the glasswalkers. So you're saying where things will get worse before they get better, but we're not focusing on the getting better part? Yes. We just maybe shit stopped at the worst and didn't recover the way you would hoped? <laughs> kind of. It's kind of where I'm thinking, yeah. I see, that makes me think of, uh, and here's another great example of uh, Inspirato, is The Wire. If you haven't watched The Wire, fucking shame, watch The Wire. I need to. Just, just it's one, on my list. I just haven't got to it. I wasn't even talking to you specifically. I know, but, but to I, finish like, my I, sentence, get I your head to. out of your ass and watch <laughs> The Wire. <laughs> Looking directly at me. Yes, well, now that I you called it. attention. Yes, I know. I was going to say that anyway, because that's a great show. And not only that, it's because the show is really about the city more than it is any of the individual characters. You know, each season focuses on a different facet of the city and a different, we're going to use the term problem. There are, run, there are plot lines that run through the whole series. There are characters that are there through the whole series. But, you know, this season's about this, and this season's really about this, and this season they focus on this. And, again, all within the world and all within these characters and how people adapt, but really the city is the main character. 
That's cool. Yeah. So, you know, you go from dealing with the projects to the docs to how the media handles shit to the school systems. And it's all fucking related. So it, it, it's a great thing to focus on, but there is a, there's a plot thread. And I think uh, season three, I want to say season three, where is an experiment. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but certain people within the, the police precinct decide that there's going to be a, like a two or three stretch, a city block stretch of houses that have been abandoned. These shitty neighborhoods that have been abandoned, that drugs are going to be legal in. Mm. That you take all the hoppers and the, and the crackers and the dealers and you, you say, here, you come to these three blocks and you can do whatever the fuck you want to. We are not going to touch you. And in the meanwhile, those neighborhoods they used to sling their shit in are improving. People are going outside and like they're, they're fixing their lawns and painting the houses again. And they're nice. They're turning into nice neighborhoods. But these three blocks, what do you think happens there? And I ain't going to talk more about hell, but yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I just, I just thought of that's like a bonar or not not even a bonar, but that's a a glass walkers like plan. Could could be a bonar plan too, though. I don't think they'd love it as much, but that's something to consider too. Is that there are people that live in these these cities? You know, they're the residential neighborhoods of these large cities. No matter your level of bleak, we're going to turn the dial on. That there are good people who maybe if given a chance could help improve it in in a positive way. That's still a lots for humanity to be there. But they've got to have the chance to do it. And then you focus on other aspects of the city. Shit, utilities. Again, I mentioned the school systems. You look at that and how you, you could use neglect or the um, worm influence to... I can see the worm influence. You know, part. attracting banes and it's making these environments shittier. It's encouraging violence and stupidity. Mm-hmm. You could focus on like defunded firemen and police in a corrupt system, which leads to corruption there. Because, hey, we got to get by somehow. There's so many yeah. possibilities. Which is why we're fucking talking about it. And we're just talking about the physical shit right now. We, we got to talk about spiritual stuff, too. Yeah, how bad does that look in the Umbra? Well, depends. Depends how long it's been. Depends how long it's been. Depends on where it is. And depends on what we're, you know, I don't want to say it depends on what we're calling bad. But, you know, you think about these. Especially World of Darkness. Mm. I was going to say. There's a certain level of bad. Right. No, you're absolutely right. But, hey, how about, uh, how about a park? Okay. Okay. Sure. About inner city park. It's been there for 60 years. Plenty of time for it to have resonance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time for positive spiritual resonance. So maybe today it's overgrown and, like, the fence is all busted down and the equipment's broken and rusty and the paint's all flecked off and people only go there to sell drugs or shoot each other. But in the Umbra, maybe it's a beautiful fucking park where you have serene spirits hanging out because it's the resonance of what it used to be was so strong that it's still holding true in the Umbra. I could see lots of fairies or something. Sure. Maybe that place is ripe to make an urban cairn. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, okay. And how nice is that? I mean, you think of like Central Park, but that that's a bigger deal. But now you think of this this little park that no one's going to go to at night, right? No, no one's going to be it's, in this neighborhood at night. Oh my god, scary. So you now you have a pack or two of Garu who have taken this over, maybe taken over a couple of the abandoned apartment complex. Okay. Because and because of or the Glasswalkers just have an easy way. I mean, it's a plot of land that's not being used. Easy way to buy it. And right. they build whatever they want on it as their hanger. Yeah, yeah with, a, with enough work and putting time into it. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, fuddling gnosis, it's possible. No, they can easily camouflage it too. Right. It's it's still going to be the shitty, gross park that no one goes to because it's scary and look at all the bad shit that happens there. But we use that as cover so no one else comes to it. This is our home now. Bonars looking like drug dealers sitting out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just put a hood over them, look like a thug. I can huh. see that. That looks good. It's probably, that average Bonars probably dropped way more bodies than your average thug. It's fair. So it's not really out of his wheelhouse. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's a different story, though. Sitting on a soapbox in there, just belting out nonsense. Right. It's like, look, man, you you might have been to jail a couple times, but me, I killed 18 people yesterday, and that was just Tuesday. (laughs) That's a hell of a fire's time story. Well, they're sitting around a barrel, so yeah. (laughs) You know, there are so many different facets of a city you can use, and you don't always think about it, or even like the verbs. And this is one that I've always kind of struggled with. Right. Because you don't think of, you, you think of that as just like super safe. Yes. You know, it's, I mean, it's, depending on the burbs. Yeah. But there's that, that, that feeling safety of safety in numbers, just safety in general. You know, it's, it's a, it's the nice neighborhood. It's, it's close enough to the city, but it's, it's away from the dangers of the city. We're safe here. Okay. I you know, I mean, it's the world it. of darkness. So we don't even have to say it, but you never know what goes on behind any house's closed doors. Well, and that's the point, because that's right for subtler threats. You're you're not having the shootout in the burbs. That's why you're in the burbs. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that, you know, you look down uh, you know, Candy Lane, Candy Street or whatever. <laughs> you see, I just, I looked at Tom and I remembered the things. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I look like candy. You look at, you, you, you get the Shoots and Ladders Boulevard. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, see, there we go. All right, so Shoots and Ladders Boulevard, right. where you got Joe on the corner, right? Who that does a bunch of domestic violence in his house, right? But then you'll have Susie two doors down that's raising four kids peacefully, and then Jane across the street is uh, a secretary over at the local King Distilleries branch. Ooh, oh, see, I was thinking like maybe that house that no one ever goes to or never comes out of. It's actually a quote unquote family of Famori, but they're actually drug dealers too. I think that might be a little thick for the for the burbs. Yeah, for the burbs that's, that's a little too, thick. That's too that's too overt of a threat. Okay. You know right. you go, you're going too heavy in the dark yeah. side of that. But but you know what? There is that house down the street. They say that old lady's a witch. Oh okay. <laughs> she never comes out. Right? When Lights does, never go on. Right. You know I mean you look at the movie The Burbs and the, like the family who moved to that house. You know, okay, ultimately, yes, there was there was something up. Mm-hmm. But if there wasn't, they were still those creepy neighbors that everyone whispers and there's rumors about. And, oh, you know, Walt, we haven't seen Walt in a few days. Did they murder Walt? Did they kill Walt? Is Walt in their basement? And you could use that paranoia, too. Mm-hmm. Paranoia? What? And then with all that <laughs> resonance, you can flip to the Umbra. These houses are going to reflect that. Mm-hmm. So the house that... Was that, I think I called him Joe, that had the resonance of domestic violence all the time. That house is going to look shady. It's going to look dark. It's going to attract if, Baines attract as well. Baines, yes. And if, you know, there was actual killings in the house, there could be bloodstained rooms. I see that. Or if you look at Susie's house where she was raising her four kids and everything was light, airy, and great. That house is, looks pristine, bright lights, lit up great, grass is trimmed. It's the same thing. It's just, it's a reflection. So the story of everyone 
doesn't like this one house because there's a creepy witch in it. Well, that one's going to look really dark and or creepy. What if it's not? I mean, both of these can be true. Maybe but it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But it depends on how many people resonate that. Yeah, I mean, the spirit, the spiritual resonance, it does become a factor. But if at the same time that that old lady is just a perfectly nice old lady who spent years giving to charity, right? That's going to have a very positive influence in the Umbra. Mm-hmm. But we're not focused on. No. Happy people in the Umbra. <laughs> we, we want to talk about what you do with that stuff because those, again, that makes a more personal type of chronicle. And what you do, there's a, there's a creature, I want to say it's in Storytellers 3. It might be in Book of the Worm. Crap. I even forget the name of the stupid band. I, I, would, I used to confuse it with the Crimson Pestilent briefly, but not at all the same thing. <laughs> that would latch on to apartment housing. I and, remember you saying this before. Yeah, at least and, and to would, us infect the building with its tentacles and create an air of paranoia and make it so people wouldn't discuss what was going on in the building with outsiders, despite the fact that shitty things are going on in the building because the fucking bane is feeding on the people inside of it. Hmm. So it's and making not only feeding on them, and aggressive and shitty. I can see why you confuse it though. Yeah. And this, so it's feeding on their paranoia too, then which it's in turn causing. <laughs> so it's making its own food. Yeah. Perfect. Which, I mean, you know, it's nice. It's good for the ecosystem. Yeah. It's self-sustaining. It's a circle. Self-sustaining. It's a nice little circle of life. It's like a hybrid band. I don't know. It's like half electricity, half gas. It's all fine. (laughs) Hybrids. Got it. It's the Prius of Banes. (laughs) Wow. Fucking Prius. How did I do that? I don't know. Somehow you got to that. It was great, though. It was Um, great. But, I mean, it's that kind of thing. It can be a game of paranoia. You know, maybe... Maybe you work it in where your a kin family finally moves into this this particular neighborhood, and you could do this kind of burbs riff with with the paranoia and the rumors and shit like that. And again, that's a more subtle game because this isn't a problem you can necessarily walk over and, and slash at. No, 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 no. But you nice know, way to break the veil. <laughs> but you know, maybe Susie, who worked at King Distilleries, maybe that gets you an in or that points you in the direction. Because lo and behold, you know, maybe we didn't know about King Distilleries until this. Maybe we're putting two and two together and it's leading us that way. Even though maybe that wasn't the answer we were supposed to get, you're still finding something. I can see that. And then you get that kin family that moves in and then they're kind of like the scouts for the rest of the Garu trying to... I would say unwitting victims. This is a nice neighborhood. Everything's supposed to be fine. Remember, the suburbs, there's safety. That's what it's about, man. Maybe they were supposed to be the scouts and then became the unwitting victims. Well, see, no, you got to get the scout shit. Why would you need to scout the suburbs? The scouts, the, the suburbs are safe. You're, you're missing the point, Danny. It's safe and sound and secure. <laughs> you scout the city. Right. Oh, shit. That's where all the crackheads hang out. Exactly. That's where all the crime is. That's where all the bad people are. That's where all the problems exist. You go to the little burbs to know. escape. Exactly. You go to the burbs to escape that shit, and little did you know. Tom gets it. I'm looking at his mm-hmm. face right now, and he's waiting no, for I'm, me to I'm write a story it. about it. I'm, I'm seriously waiting. I'm like, okay, this is great. Let's do he's it. Like, so this is going to show up in the new Chronicle, huh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, I get it. I was just trying to kind of, I guess, piece more stuff together. But yeah, You were just throwing yeah. things at it, hoping. Yeah, I was, I was hoping, and then bombed. Just throwing at the wall. <laughs> yep. None of it stuck. No. It's not, it's not done yet. It didn't stick. <laughs> but I know you guys have stuff to say, too. I feel like I'm bored in the conversation. Oh, no, it's just fine, because... I that's mean, just we why each... I'm pushing the Umbra stuff. My whole chapter was on Umbra. No, and that's great. 
I mean, yeah, we each did our own little chapter, but like as far as the chapter I was reading, there's it, it's more of hey, you can try this or you can try this, and this is what's here, and this is what's here, and you don't have to use any of it. You could use all of it. That's true. And, and to be clear, with Danny, what you're talking about is Book of the City. Book of the City. We Sorry. All, yeah, yep. we all took a pass through that, which again is not this episode's about. But we just referenced no, the book. But, using but the yeah, reference. why would right. you not read the Book yeah. of the City if you're going to do an episode on playing in the city? So this is, yeah, <laughs> it's good if you're playing a Bonar and a Glasswalker. It's it's good to be able to draw inspiration from and, and where those characters come from. And even even you're trying to build an NPC. It's good to have that kind of information for this. No, you're absolutely right. It's also good to look at it if you're bringing, it doesn't even matter what tribe you're from, just other Garu coming in. It's good to paint the picture of the city. Thank yes. you very much. Give absolutely. it life, make sure it feels this, the way you want it to feel because, again, there are different versions of a city you can do. Mm-hmm. The city on the rise, the city in decline, the city that's fucking nightmare fuel, the one that guy has taken back. You know, I mean, we've talked a little bit about these, but those are different options. And a city, one city shouldn't feel like another one. Oh, no, everyone's going to be different. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. We go back to the, the city fathers and the city mothers. And, and and I remember that episode, and, and we talked about it and how we came up with the city father of Detroit. Yep. Uh, what did we come up with? He had like a, it was so good. He's got the roll of 20s as a cigar. His skin was like the, uh, was concrete, but his jacket was like steel. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. i trying to remember. Like, he was like a plaid, but it was like checkered, <laughs> like taxi cab yellow checkered. That would not be Detroit. No. That, none, of, none of what you're saying sounds familiar to me, but it's been a long time. It was time. color of money. That's what it was. You know, I I, I believe I, I had the image of the disheveled homeless man. It was the bronze skin. Like, he was a, he was a black guy. Like I'm probably mixing, features. like, four or five things together. You are here. mixing a, a while ago. Yeah. Sorry. But, like, the bronze, but the bronze skin, like, the statues, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, I remember he had the giant, the large fist. Yep. The like, fist of it, iron. Yeah. Yep. yep. The, yeah, the fist of Joel Lewis. Yep. Like, that was a factor. And he was wearing a jersey that was kind of an amalgam of the lions, the tigers, and the wings. Right. And the pistons. Yep, thank you. In the yep. Pistons, you know, and that he there was the mechanical aspects to him because of the Motor City. Mm-hmm. It, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's so been I'm a while, to remember. But, like, but, but then we said, and when we asked other people to send in, and we got a couple off Discord, like, what would your city father or city mother look like? Mm-hmm. And you could almost make a completely different one for whatever city you're trying to do for well, whatever you need story. to make a com- because no two cities are alike, and absolutely they should all be different. And, and I was actually. And they all to, will have a city father and a city mother. Right. You know. Um. You know. We talked about. We talked about Detroit. Fine. Mm-hmm. And we've done that earlier. Great. Let's say you go to New Orleans. Now, now, Tom, you have been to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You have been to Detroit. Mm-hmm. I too can say that sentence, and like have it be true. Um, <laughs> I can say it. It's definitely not true. Yeah. No. It's not true. Like Danny can. You can lie. But been to parts of New Orleans. I've been to almost all of Detroit. But yeah. Sure. But again, you know, what percentage would you say these cities are identical? Zero. Okay, exactly. Zero by a long shot. You know, the the feel. I mean, actually, obviously the architecture, the layout. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the, oh, yeah, the customs look, of the population. Vastly different. The sure. population vastly different. Right. But even the feel of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the heart and the, the soul of a city. And that's a real fucking thing. It's different. Yeah. New Orleans music, laid back, 
very vibey. Like it's just relax, calming. I, I liked it. No, I, and I agree. Party, it's like a party city. What one of my my favorite moments, like in life, you know, just looking back at this is this was a great moment. Was my my first night in New Orleans. It was the day before. It was it was just before Mardi Gras. Oh boy, <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's a different story. <laughs> okay, I know this one. Yeah, you know that story. Um, but it was the night before. So it's Fat Tuesday. No, it was, it was the Monday before Fat Tuesday. Okay. And I'm I'm just I'm 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 Bourbon Street, but like I'm in one of those side alleys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. And you know it's I'm I'm alone in this alley. There's the the table and chairs sitting there. You know, it was like someone forgot to take it in from the restaurant because that restaurant was not open. <laughs> but I just I sat down because I was I walked to Bourbon Street, so I've been walking a while. And I, and I just I sat down to have a cigarette. And I'm in this alley, and and it, it's a nice cool night. It's not cold, but a nice cool breeze is, is coming in and you can smell the air off the Mississippi. And then you got the music, you got the music playing in the distance coming from the bars down on Bourbon Street. And I'm just sitting there in, in solitude for these couple minutes. And you just put your head back and you close your eyes and you can feel the music coming up through the ground. Like a dull hum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you can was, feel the life of the city. It's exactly yes. what it is. You can smell the salt off the water. You can smell the crawfish boil down the street. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous right now. I want these. Yeah. <laughs> Go just, to New Orleans, man. It was, it was oh, just I wish this, could. This, this little private moment mm-hmm. that I was just so relaxed and at peace. I was down that alley. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's awesome. I'm so jealous. <laughs> but see, there you go. That's a feel. And, and that feeling will never find you in Detroit. No. I was going to say, that <laughs> will never happen there. Nothing even close. And I'm not saying that be, to, to talk down to Detroit, because there's different feels there, depending mm-hmm. on where you are. Mm-hmm. And, and everything like that should matter. The locations, the the, the 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 soul of that city, it's a big deal. And yeah, that needs to factor into your city father or mother. I mean, mind you, you're also talking about a very small portion of New Orleans. Yes, I am. You're, you're talking in, what is that, the Garden District? Not even, it's the... It's not even at that no, point. It's, I can't remember what like, district. I think, I think you're technically still in the business district. Technically, I think you are. Because there's th- four different districts down there, and this Damn. is a very small portion of the city, but that's just how that part of that district feels. Granted, that's the only place I hung out, too, so... Because <laughs> that's where you go. Yeah, right. And, I mean, it's a place I'd love to see... Because I mean, I could I could go to Detroit right now. I could you know I could tell you we go to where the next to the water where you got the steel farms and all that. You're just gonna you know smoke and boats and loud noises. Yep. Then you go to the sports district. You're gonna hear crowds. You're gonna hear cheering. You're gonna hear yelling. Drunk people. Drunk people just having a good time. I mean, there's also the Fox Theater. There's all that's down there right by the sports stadiums. I mean, that's just, that's the hustle and bustle party area. That's where you're going to I mean, get good yeah, I know that one. Yeah, that, that I've been to several you, times. You, know, you go down a couple blocks and you'll get our music district mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of jazz bars and just soul music being played, which I love going to those areas. That's, oh, that's, that's a, lot that's of a fun great too. area of Detroit. Yeah, we're talking about these areas that they're building up now where it's, um, I don't want to say very hipstery, but like very hipster. It is. Condos are going it is. up. Yeah. And, yeah. You it know, sucks or, saying it, but it is. Yeah. Or, you know, let's uh, let's move a little bit over and you go to Woodward. Oh, yeah. Then you get all the or, or to muscle cars. Yeah, Kobo. Especially yeah. we have a lot of car shows there. You get all the muscle cars, the old classics, the 1940s cars, rat rods. 
And, and again, how all of that affects a culture, it can be used not only as plot points or, or as set pieces to enhance a story, but also to influence the creation of the city mother or father. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I just thought of that. And, and that's the thing is, you know, city fathers and city mothers, they're the soul of the city, the intelligence spawned by the 24-7 interaction of people and machines within a delimited space. And that just made me think of Woodward. Just that entire strip. I go down there for the cruise every year. I've never missed a year, man. Eh, well, you're a car guy. I exactly. get it. So that area, that's very much automotive. Mm-hmm. Well, Detroit is very much automotive. It's True. very much automotive. <laughs> it's very much music. Now, things may have changed over the years, but that foundation is important. And again, we're not talking about this to gush about our cities. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, talk about or how great our vacations to, to New Orleans were. That's not the point. The point here. Is because these are cities that we have that intimate knowledge of. But when you're making a city, when you're working with a city, and even if you're making a fictional city, it's got to be based on something. Absolutely. You know, and and this is the kind of stuff you're going to want to have in your mind when you when you work that way. So, like, if you're running a game out of L.A. or Chicago, you know, luckily with the with the internet these days and how there's so many games predominantly online and mm-hmm. the resources like our fucking Discord, mm-hmm. you you can you can go to people who live in those areas, who can hopefully help give you this kind of vibe that we're talking about right now. So we can get a different vibe for each city and, and each person in our Discord can talk about the city they're in or even just the city of their game that they're running. Well, and that's the thing is hopefully they can help in that way I to help you. Bring up Chicago too, though. Like I've been there many times. There's the sure. waterways you party out on. There's the Ferris wheel and stuff out on the piers. There's the awesome... It's like the dolphin thing out on the water. I can't remember the what it's called. Thing. It's a cool aquatic place. Been there many times since. Same thing with Chicago. There's lots of good pizza joints down there. Like, oh, of course. And we got a we got a buddy. Skyscrapers. Uh, I mean, you have tons of skyscrapers there. The Sears Tower, which is not Sears Tower anymore, but um, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. But I mean, that's the point is, you know, you this is the kind of stuff you want to keep in mind. This is the it's the, the devils in the details to help you design a city or portray the city as, as a character like you kind of want to, mm-hmm. uh, to develop that fa- city father or that city mother. These are the details. So, yeah, find someone who's from that area or around that area or spend a lot of time in that area. Get some unique perspectives to help you to make that a thing because that's important. Yeah, I know they, they put in the book, it was when you're doing your city fathers and city mothers, think of them like effelings. They, they draw their personality and abilities from the civic character and available resources. And in that, cool. you know, it, it's, it's, I think, good to mention that, you know, the, those, those spirits do have wants and needs as well. Mm-hmm. So be you good, could have. Be bad, doesn't matter. You could have right. a bad city father. You could be an asshole. You could but, be a prick, <laughs> yes. I just but think you, of Chicago, the city father's got something to do with pizza. Well, I think this is the city father of Chicago has something to do with corruption. That Maybe because too. he doesn't like it. And he wants that shit stopped. But he's got a pizza face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love he's, he's Chicago pizza. pizza. The I think he's just hungry. Yeah. That too, I am hungry. But like, he's got me picturing Pizza the Hut right now. I, you know, I'm yeah. I'm just so. every time I think of Chicago, <laughs> I think of pizza. That's my problem. Well, it's because we have a friend who will drive to Chicago to get pizza. Yep, he'll do a pizza run a couple times a year. Wow, or he, no, he'll, at least he'll used bring, to before. Yeah, I think that place before should COVID. <laughs> but like, no, he'll bring back thirty-two half-cooked pizzas. Sweet. Yeah, he'll he'll send out a mass text. Who wants a pizza? And I'm like, ah, give me three. Yeah, he'll take orders, and he would just. It's not too far of a drive. It's no, it's not. Four and a half it's, hours, five yeah. hours. 
Yeah, but he'll come back with 32 pizzas in the back of his car. Well, Sounds like a good people, trip to me. Yeah, people ordered 32 pizzas <laughs> or oh. 30 pizzas, and he went, what, you know, whatever the case is. You know, yeah, I'm not in charge of his pizza fucking delivery habits. <laughs> Just because of that, and, and no, no, we've I see been friends with Chase for how long. Right. I've been, every time he goes, I get at least two. I miss that. I want some pizza. I want some fucking see, now Chicago I'm, style you pizza. Suck. No, you're hungry, hungry too, yeah. huh? <laughs> talking about a city, you mean, you mean want lunch? Yeah, uh, but you pizza know, face. Going back to spirits, <laughs> pizza face the spirit. This this guy. I know we can mute him, so I don't even need to ask. <laughs> Cut this kid off. <laughs> I mean, we we can talk about the small shit. Mm-hmm. You know, your rats, your raccoons, your pigeons, your you know your your bug life. You know, that, that kind of. I mean, sure, those spirits are there. Of course. But we, we, but then we also look at, again, we talk about like parks, mm-hmm. you know, the residents of like older trees or old homesteads, you know, uh, ghosts, forget about it. You know, cemeteries. <laughs> Boo, get out. Big time. Boo, get out. The, 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 the fucking squirrels, the, the, and again, we, the, the lifeblood of that city, you know, I, and I, I almost don't want to talk about fucking Detroit anymore. But and, I mean, but it's hard not to, it's what we know the most. Right. Know? But spirits coming from, you know, auto plants. Oh, yeah. Mice, rats. Sure, but even in the machinery. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're definitely going to. I mean, they might not be technically awake in the umbra, but you will have spirits, and you can wake them up. You know, those machines that serviced a line for 20, 30, 40 years before the fucking plant shut down, and they're still there. Mm Mm-hmm. And they will definitely have a resonance. (laughs) Just those assembly lines. I'm just thinking of that. Just because we know what they look like, and at least I've been there. I've worked in them. I yeah, know so exactly what they look like. It's, but they're they're not moving anywhere. They're too big to get rid of, or some of them at least. Miles and miles of track, right? And again, I mean, we're talking about that in the automotive, but there are the mines, steel like processing yeah, plants. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly where I was going. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. You know, it's like we're not the only place in the in the planet in the country that mm-hmm. had product that had production or a history of shit. You know, how about oil fields? How about uh, you know, how about uh, orchards? Well, you're getting out of the city for most of that, but yeah. Well, yeah, but that stuff exists too. It can, yeah, it can still be along the lines of the same process. I mean, yeah, you're right. I was getting yeah, you're getting up. out of the city. So I appreciate you running me back yeah. in, but you know, I was I'm making my point here. No, no, I get it. There, there is just so much life. I mean, you look. Let's look at churches. Tons now, of not those. to get into religion, but that is a you know they say it's, they say it's the opiate of the masses. Depending on your neighborhood, depending on what part of a city, you're going to have your upstanding, nice church that's been here forever. You're going to have this church that's also been here forever in that shitty neighborhood where everything just sucks. Except this church has been kept nice because that religion is keeping people together and in, in unified in a particular neighborhood. Maybe mm-hmm. you're going to have the ones with a more sordid history, if you follow me, mm-hmm. that are going to have a very different vibe. Maybe you're going to have the one that burned down in the riots three years ago. But it's still there in the Umbra. But it's still there in the Umbra. Of the, because, because of how much worship and everything was done there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and what do those, and how do those feel, and how do those influence a neighborhood, and how does that neighborhood matter to the nation or, or, or to your pack? What does that mean in taking the city back? What does taking the city back mean? I mean, there's so many options that, but these are, these are things I think that get swept under the rug. Oh, it's very easily taken for granted. Very easily. You know, I, I look at, you know, stuff like, uh, it was chapter two of Book of the City. And they had a part about the litany. 
And it's as weird as that sounds, it made sense because it would take each tenant of the litany and and give you an idea of reading between the lines and and, and using that for the residents of the city. Again, as weird as that sounds, we'll just like take a few examples. It was like, you know, the one it was, it was Garu, shut out me with Garu. So you take that with your kin and you keep that resonance and your strong bonds with the kin in the city. And that's why Garu shot me with Karu. Because of how important the kin there are. Or take another one. Respect the territory of another. It's because all territories border another territory. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was very weird how it put it, but like as I'm reading it, it's like, oh my God, this makes more fucking sense. It, it's don't take it so literal. Here's in between the lines. Well, and that's the thing is when you hear the litany in the core book, it's just that's the literal transa- right. translation. This is more of a, what's the word? Well, I think that that's good, you know, um, to help maybe spell it out for some people mm-hmm. uh, who are having trouble with those with those concepts. Yeah. Especially with Bonars, Glasswalkers, who are so close to humanity. Well, sure. And, and maybe don't see it through the eyes of Garu and they use that human perspective too much. I mean, that's entirely possible. I mean, it's, it's kind of where I was seeing it. That's all. Yep. No, I know so, I get that. Thought off. No, I think often people do read those, that stuff very literally. And but no, I mean you're right, it's important to read between the lines on some of this stuff. You know, I mean, we talk, for example, about the importance of totem to tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, every now and then you'll hear, well, where was that written? Well, I, I don't believe it is expressly written somewhere that says the the only thing that you know, this is the thing that matters, but what we know is that if you have a character that is a purebred black spiral dancer and has not danced the spiral, he is not a white howler. We know that. That is established fact. Right. Why? Because one non-tainted spiral doesn't make a tribe. Two, three, four don't make a tribe. You need the totem to have the tribe. Well, therefore. If there's no totem, there's no tribe. You need numbers. You need a totem. So you could get 20, 30 Garu to get together and say, hey, we're the White Howlers, but you're fucking not because there's no totem to bless you. What's the more of your part? What's the thing that makes it true? What does that have to do with the city? Fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's probably worth mentioning once in a while because it constantly gets brought up. Well, you know, well, you know it is. It's the thing that, like, it's right there. You just have to read it. It doesn't explicitly tell you, but it mm-hmm. tells you that one and one equal two. <laughs> So if you have two twice, it doesn't make 44. Yeah, it doesn't tell you the answers for, but if one and one are two, two and two are seven. That's right. What? You went to school in the inner city. Mm. I I did. See, he brought it back. (laughs) (laughs) Imagery is very important for a city, Mm -hmm. you know, and for setting the stage. You know, you think of stuff like, um, like the kids popping the fire hydrant. On a hot summer day. It doesn't have to just be shitty things, but it, it depends on how you want that, that city to be portrayed. And again, we look at the, the burbs outside of the city. You look at the upper class neighborhoods, which again, you, you don't want to take those burbs. You want to like double it. Cause like, you know, the shitty things going on behind closed doors. Oh yeah. Like, you know, that guy, Robert, <laughs> he, he's not a secretary for King distilleries. He's like the regional vice president or something. 
You know, <laughs> that's the guy the, with the murder dungeon. He's got the Corvette mm-hmm. and the Porsche and everything sitting yeah. outside his house. And the murder dungeon in the basement. Right. You, <laughs> that know, that, you don't know about unless that, that, you've been there, Danny. Right? That Corvette is covered with the blood of, of three bums he killed while driving home drunk the other night. Mm-hmm. Probably. That's why it's a red Corvette. See, I knew, I knew we were same wavelength. I knew it. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going. I was, I was pitchy. It was absolutely a red Corvette. Awesome. <laughs> Pays the detailer. We go. I want this cleaned up. It doesn't leave the garage until it's cleaned. And here's an extra hundred to never say a thing. That would be an extra grand. Yeah, it doesn't matter at that point. You know, I mean, you could very easily lean on the concept of of the quote the Karen. But I, I aggressively don't want to because to me that's like really fucking that's low hanging fruit. That's too easy. Mm-hmm. Someone's a bitch one time. Congratulations. Welcome that happens the all the fucking right. That was my thing. Welcome to the world. Let's fucking sit welcome down to the world of darkness. Let's put a stool next to that premise and milk it till it's dry. No, that's too easy. That's yeah, lazy. It's never dry. You know how they made a movie about that? It was terrible. They, they made a game on that too. Did they really? Yeah, of course they did. Karen. What? Karen, Carl. That's a different thing. <laughs> they made a movie on this? Yeah. They show some of the podcast. Which which movie are we talking about right now? Karen. <laughs> there's a legit movie called Karen. I just uh, said this. I, I thought you were joking. I've oh, never no, heard there, this. Oh, no, there's a legit movie. Huh. It was terrible. <laughs> it was. Doesn't surprise you'd, me. You'd expect it to be terrible. Exactly. But And there you go. Like, so why are we bothering with that premise? You just move on because there's other more interesting shit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you, you have you have the idea of the, the, the urban legends that are out there. And they talked about this, and I want to say the first storyteller's book. The urban legends one? Yeah. Uh, this is actually in chapter two of Book of the City. Well, I know they talk about it in <clears throat> Book of the City, but they also talk about it, and I, again, you know, and yeah, the idea of taking those things and making them real. Yeah, there's a pack of black spirals that do this. I have referenced them in the past, and yeah, I could have forgot what book they came from, so there you go. This was, when I read this, holy shit, this was fucking cool, but like scary as shit. The Freakers. It was a pack of black spirals that, like, they feed off the paranoia, and and they they take these urban legends, and they bring them to life. Yes. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, down the street. Waking up in the in the tub full of ice and your kidney's gone. The the AIDS needle put in the, the paper towel dispenser at the public mm. restroom. Yep. It was a generation hex pack known as the Freakers. It's a good name. For years people have told each other tales that this happened to a friend. These stories were generally told as cautionary tales, usually with some not so hidden lessons at the core, like sex is bad. With growth of the internet, these stories could spread wide with the speed of light and those become much harder to track. Even in the world of darkness, most of these legends are in just that. Legends. However, a group of young spirals looking for a creative way to make trouble decided that these tales were instructions for them. And it goes on and on, but like, holy shit. Officially, it's decidedly fucked up. It's it's fucking cool though, and to imagine that being like a threat, you're trying to save the city, but that's one of the threats you got to deal with is that pack. Well, and let's let's take that a step further, a step back, right? Because fuck even saving the city, just existing in the city. 
And forget the these spirals as a direct threat. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly worm creatures are a threat, but just that they exist out there is enough, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. The fact that anything, Bane, Thor, all of them, just corrupt anything out there. That's a huge threat, especially in the city. But I, I think the I think that idea of these these urban legends just being true all of a sudden just is a is a backdrop in the game. <laughs> it was it's just cool going concept. on while you're living your life. Is is it a threat you're gonna encounter? Is it something you're gonna stop? No, because how would you stop that unless you knew there was a connection? It's just the city's fucked up. <laughs> it's part of the set piece. That then that's that's why I liked that so much when I was reading it. It was really cool to think of it as a concept. Because, again, it, it just draws that paranoia out of the city. Mm-hmm. There, there is. There's so much to play with there. You shouldn't ever focus on just one thing because you want you want that city. If you're going to play a city game, you want that city to be a character. You want to do the best you can with it. It needs its personality. How, how well are you doing with the spirits? Well, make sure the spirit, the city father and mother are there. Mm-hmm. You know, a factor in things like, and we've talked about different um, spirits, different totems, you know, jagglings and gafflings and stuff and all over the place through the, through the course of the show. So you think of stuff like the Great Trash Heap. <laughs> right? Yeah, I remember you're, that one. You're telling me there's not a fucking dump in this city? Oh, well, just there is. on the outskirts. But... Would it? Would it in the world of darkness? No. I mean, it could be. But also maybe not. Yeah. I mean, you paint, you're, you're painting your own city, so. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing is don't feel, don't, don't be afraid to change shit in a city to meet your needs. If you're using a real city and you need to change some geography, go ahead. Change some stuff on the outskirts. Change some of those, those upper class neighborhoods. Change some of those lower class neighborhoods. Change some of the suburbs to fit your needs. This also goes back to why I've always discouraged placing a game in your backyard which is why, which is why we won't play a game in Detroit, right? And and I mean, there's a difference here when you have a group online; they're all from different places, so it's a lot easier to do. Well, well, you can put it in your backyard if no one else in your group is from that area. Right? Go ahead, because work on what you know. But with it, with a face to face group, you know, you guys know this area just as well as I do, if not better. So if I get a detail wrong, whether you want to or not, We're and out. this is true, it's happened. To, yeah, the human brain will go, no, that's not right. Yep, it'll pull you right out of game. Yes. You can go, well, no, I'm still in character, but you were still pulled out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it still happened. Your brain still said those roads don't intersect. That's not where that park is. I drove by that yesterday. Bullshit. You need that artistic experience. So, you know what? Maybe you use the geography. Call it somewhere different. That'd be easier to do. You know, we go back to uh, Into the Breach. And now, mind you, I didn't run that in Virginia, but the town of Longburn, Virginia is a real place. It's just not called Longburn. I could have called it the real thing because you guys have no fucking connection to the place. Mm-hmm. I still changed the name. So it was, at that point, it was probably easier for you to not bring yourself out of it. Well, look, I'm designing it anyway, and I didn't deviate from the geography all that much, but that's not the point. You know, it was, I still called it something different. If I want to set a game, and like I, I do, I have a chronicle that is set in Michigan, and mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't because. even change the location because it, the, like I can't pretend it's somewhere else because these specific geographical locations are so tied to Michigan. <laughs> I can't do it. Are we looking at Belle Isle? We're talking Bablo. 
Oh, wow. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, oh, I would call you out a lot on that yep. if you had anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Been there many times. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Bob then. Island was a major, well, and I knew, mm-hmm. but it was a major factor in the plot. And again, I'm also taking liberties with Cairn location versus mm-hmm. set, then I'm moving a park three blocks over and making it three blocks larger to cover the bond of a cairn to put it up next to a trailer park where but the fucking glass that. walkers oh, but, yeah. but you guys will go nuts that there's a road right. here but we <laughs> would know the difference right where if you played a game with someone that didn't live right. here i could use those locations <laughs> no porter there are two roads i drive them to get here you asshole yeah <laughs> we would do it and you, you, you know, we would be able to help it. Though. You, know? you might be able to keep your mouth shut, but like in your head, you're thinking, like, no, that's wrong. Exactly. I know it's wrong. And again, you can't help that fact that your brain's going, no, that's wrong. You can rename the town. You can put it in another state unless there's mm-hmm. geography that's that important, like this particular story. Do that, certainly. You know, if, if you got an online group and they don't know the area, use your backyard. That's fine. Just don't do it when you're sitting at a table with people who share that backyard. Because <laughs> you ain't getting away with anything. No. Like, Breaking it, it, immersion. We play that game where maybe we got Lucas and Melissa playing. They'll have no fucking clue. Right. But you guys will still know. But we'll know right away. It's like, oh, I can't like, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to take you guys out of it. But there it is. It's a thing, and I know people, some people disagree. Like, oh, don't use your hometown. And sure. Just as long as. As long as. Rename it. If, if you're sitting in, at a table with these people, rename the town. So it's, no, it's not this town. It's laid out very much similar. So you can use that knowledge to help give you a rough estimate of what this is like and still give the storyteller the, the freedom to change what they need to change without breaking immersion. It's important. It's a really big deal. Thank you for saying that. I mean, I could say that all I'm the fucking storyteller. To hear you as a player say that, too. Thank you. <laughs> it is. It's, it's kind of really big deal. Like, I know there are characters in our game that have, uh, I guess, plot points of their history. But, like, I try and leave that just because it's their history. But well, I know, like, Belle Isle. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's hard to leave that alone, but you kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't well, your, character from, your character was from Chicago. My, well, I'm talking about a NPC. Oh. And if I say Bill Isle, it's obviously what I'm talking about, at least to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he wants his character from Bill Isle. I don't know. No. Was born on a racetrack. Yeah. Like he just rolled over into a pothole and that's why he's still alive. <laughs> city, father, safe. For, city hey, father for Detroit. We said we weren't mentioning Detroit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Craters all over his skin. Right. Ouch. That's good. That is good. <laughs> Tires for legs. You know, we look at, again, the, the book of the city, and you look at other kinds of threats going on, and even umbral threats. We talk about the resonance of, of what the umbral looks like compared to what the city looks like, and it all depends on the history. Oh, the umbral residence in the city's nuts. Yes. It is nuts. It is. So the Penumbra City is just as alive as the city in the physical world. So think about that. So how, how crazy busy Chicago is on a normal day. Mm-hmm. The umber reflects that to the T. Are you going to imagine the trains are still running? Wrong. No. Really? Wrong. There is no public transit in the umber. 
I'll get to that, though. That's a bit further down in my notes. One thing that I actually found really cool about the uh, the Umbra is light in the penumbra is ambient, emanating from, quote-unquote, everywhere. So it's not as bright as the sun. Think of it as the ultimate task lighting, and it literally is coming from everywhere. So if you, like, open up a dumpster, there's light in there. It's a, it's or a it's soft light glow. enough for you to see. It's a soft glow, but it's light. Like I said, think of task lighting. Like you're, you're at your desk at night and you're working on something. You have a little task light. Like the one right above your head right now. Mm. Now you want to get to the umber in the city? Good luck. Gauntlets in the city are very tough. I was going to say they can't be <laughs> easy to get to. Never count on being able to hop back and forth between the gauntlets. The worst places to step sideways is anything that is a haven for high tech. For example, a server farm, a manufacturing plant, a pharmaceutical research lab, or worst of all, the DMV. Oh! I love it that was brought up. (laughs) Right from the book. Worst of all, the DMV. Imagine. Places like this are guaranteed to have a gauntlet that feels like Kevlar. Fuck. There's actually an image in the book. That I recommend everybody to look at as a Garu is trying to transition through the gauntlet. It's really neat to see. I just think of the DMV or for us as Secretary of State, but like all the people sitting there waiting for their fucking number to be called and how goddamn miserable everybody is in that fucking room. Right, all the red tape and bullshit and misery. Yeah. All the electronics and, oh yeah. You stand there. To get to pick a number, and then you go sit down and you wait for your number to be called. <laughs> so you've been there for three hours already. You know, you know, Fucking as we talk miserable. about resonance, there it's you know, always choose the places you want to step sideways carefully. You don't want to fall from a thirty-story penthouse building. Damn. Oh yeah, that's that's actually that's a great point. That is, and a, it's something people sometimes forget is yeah, you know, um, that that building. Who knows different. what that's going to look like in right. the Umbra. You know, you look at something like the Chrysler Building. I'm sure the Chrysler Building looks a lot very much the same. Yeah, Sears Tower in Chicago yeah, Tower. that's been there for so long. There's plenty of residents for that. Yeah, but but you go to Vegas and you're 30 stories up at the Bellagio or whatever, some new casino. Well, yeah, maybe not the Bellagio. Not the Bellagio. The, go with, with some the, new um, casino. The Fantastical. Sure. Which is a thing I just made up. Yeah. And a word I just made up. <laughs> It's the brand newest, bestest casino ever. It's 50 stories tall, and none of them are in the Umbra. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's so new that it's not even there. There's no resonance there. Right. Like, it's aggressively nothing. Yeah. You're 50 stories up, and you decide to, st- you decide to step sideways. Enjoy your 50-story fall. You better have owl as yep. a pectotum. <laughs> or a parachute. Or a parachute. A hang glider. And An now, obviously, parachute. in the Umbra... Danny, you hit this when you did your part on the Umbra. The Weaver is very prominent. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're especially with, like, new age te- technology cities like this and, and the growing humanity as they're growing, so is their technology. It's So is the Weaver. Exactly. Yep. The Weaver actually has a neat new little trick that they talked about in this book. Uh-oh. The weaver is able to make spaces in the penumbra bigger than its physical counterpart. Is like a TARDIS. Basically, yes, it is. Hmm. See, these things are very hidden. You will not just wander into one of these unless you make a habit 
of poking your nose where it doesn't belong. These, they call them extra spaces, so quote-unquote extra spaces is what they call them. These extra spaces are hidden behind doors or restricted areas that are off the beaten path. If you do find and go through one, you will know when you step through it. It's not really a gauntlet type of feeling, but you get this wretched feeling in the pit of your stomach when you happen to pass through one. And they actually show an image of like a Coke machine. When it gets opened up, it's a portal to somewhere else. <laughs> I, I was going with different imagery. With something going? similar, check this out. Like uh, the, the, the guardrail of some concrete steps and like a, like a college campus or something or mm-hmm. like a library. And so you know how there's the segments of them. See, they have the extra support beams like in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Under one of those. You know, like as a kid, like you'd grab the rail and you'd like, oh, I'm going under it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you went under that, and that that's the entrance to one. It's got to be more hidden than that, though. But yeah, I mean, it could it? be. Oh yeah, it's got to be hidden because she's mean, trying to hidden. hide her power still. That she gained hidden. this new power. But what's better hidden than hidden in plain sight? You'd see it. These are still visible. Okay, okay. But what if you don't see it except for a different? Like I, just, I think it's neat imagery. Like that right angle, and it's imagery. a little. You know, like you don't notice it until you're at that one angle and it's at this fucking abandoned section of a whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? I, no, think no, I see it. Yeah, I see it. Like, the kid just goes fucking missing. And he goes to do the loop and he just Yeah. Goes, Mind you, this stuff only happens in the umber. This is not physical world. So. Yeah, but I'm just, I, like but I get imagery. it. I get it. <laughs> God I get, damn it. I just, fine, fine, you win. I like the imagery. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> going off of the book. The book. No, 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 you're right. Like, you're right and you win. Fuck off. I like your imagery, though. You were on the right track. Just got to be a little more hidden. <laughs> this thing is going to be neat. Um, biggest thing you can concern yourself in the Umbra cityscape, know where the fuck you're going. Study a map. Yeah, definitely concern yourself with not getting lost. You can't exactly ask for directions. Like, if you do ask for directions, Who say, you, say, say you go, okay, you go find Rat or Rat's Brood. You go ask them for directions. Well, that's not going to be very pleasant the way he's going to guide you to where you need to go. You're going through the sewers, sir. Yeah, because what they know compared to what you know. The source is a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's entirely possible. You could finagle a couple of pattern spiders or maybe find a geomid. I was going to get to those. Oh, excellent. Yes, that was, that's actually a whole next paragraph. Let's see, I'm, now you know how it feels. Jumping ahead of me. You know how it feels now. A little bit. You guys will do this to me a lot. <laughs> also, Grant does this to me professionally. Mm. Professionally? <laughs> Maybe he's not getting that toaster. And I think I think twice a show, he's, he's like, where's Porter's notes? I haven't seen them. I'm just going to read ahead. <laughs> so y'all know what it feels like now. Please go ahead. <laughs> So, like, you can ask Rad. You can, I mean, there's obviously still spirits there. You can ask them. It's just not guaranteeing it's going to be a pleasant interaction or it's not going to be a pleasant trip to where you're going. Can't but imagine why. The Weaver did make, quote-unquote, signposts to help with organization in the city. And these are informational geomids, which are Weaver spirits that appear as geometric shapes. So, like, your city corner would have the cone there and that's a that's a geomid. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> now these things are networked together to share information with each other and central servers. You will not be able to communicate them without a fetish computer as an interface, though. You can spirit speech to them, but they're gonna give you the most basic of answer, like you're at 
You are here. You're, you are here. Basically, this Where's is exactly here? what it is. You are here. You are at the corner of Ocean Avenue and something else. Like, that's exactly what you're going to get. I think I think a good way to look at those, and, and I don't know if these still exist, and I don't know if the buildings they were in still exist. <laughs> it's been a weird few years, everybody. <laughs> but the uh, the map kiosks in malls. Oh, yeah. Those still oh. exist. I think they're like, no, the kiosks, they're electronic now. Both. I mean, yeah, that was the thing. I wasn't like, do the kiosks still exist? Do malls still exist? (laughs) Malls still exist. I actually went to our local one not long ago and they're electronic now. They're not just a, what, there's not the, just a uh, sign. Interesting. The QR codes on the wall. It's like, here, you want to get around this mall, scan this code or something stupid? I'm sure those exist. I don't I, understand I wouldn't that, be surprised. But yeah. it's it's now a touch screen. You touch, like, I want to go here and it shows where you are and what path you need to take now. That, what the fuck? That, that seems like a vast overcorrection to me. It's been close to 10 years since I've stepped into a mall. It's been a while for me, too, but... You're not missing anything. I'm, good. I'm sure you're missing a lot of closed stories. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's really... Well, especially the one by us, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, that mall was awesome. But... Was? It's not anymore. I know it's not. It's, that's the one I'm thinking of. Are you thinking what of are we thinking of? Lakeside? Yeah. Yeah. And that mall was awesome. Yeah. Oh, was it? oh it's trash now. Oh. They, they used to... They get the best arcade once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best. There's maybe 20 stores there now. Sad. Maybe that's a bummer. That's that's a fun end of an era, and not oh, malls are done. Yeah, which is why I asked though. The, the point is kiosk mall. Mm-hmm. It, I think that's a good way to think of a geomate, even though if you need a little extra bullshit to to communicate with. Yeah, for putting games back in the nineties, you can make it still. Oh yeah, well nineties malls were huge, right? Let's get back to those geomids. Yeah, uh, if you do interact with them with a fetish computer. If you are good with your computer, you can get a detailed map of the area, which would include those extra spaces. Oh. So you can find those. You can actually get uh, current security alerts and even future building plans or bank account balances or information. So you could really mess with some things here. But there is a catch. (laughs) Oh, of course there's a catch. (laughs) All information accessed is logged, which is usually not a problem unless there has been recent werewolf activity which puts everything on red alert. And then any violence against the geomids receive instant retaliation by weaver spiders or attack <laughs> geomids. There so, it is. So attack geomids. Yes. You would not want to mess with these things. But it's it just, it would actually be kind of funny because you would have shapes beating on you. A shape? Like, like a, a triangle cone. is hitting you. A cone is hitting you. A square is hitting you. <laughs> can, can you picture that? <laughs> no. <laughs> So back to the public or th- mass transit. There's no public or mass transit in the Umbra. You have to walk it. And they recommend that you stick to sidewalks because cars and trucks are still a hazard. They still have residence. And this is due to the car culture people, just like in the Motor City. Yeah. So people who worship their vehicles so much, they have that, that vehicle's reflected into the Umbra. And see, when I, when I was talking about the mass transit, I wasn't thinking about them to be usable. I, I was thinking like I mean, you just could there. you could awaken. I did say you could awaken a train car and use it. Well, and, and like I wouldn't even go in that far. But then you got to worry about pattern spiders who use that, right? And then yeah, I mean, that's there's there's more to that's a lot of yeah, shit. That's a lot of bad news bears. <laughs> but and again, if I, first thing I want to say was Detroit. But I think, but I mean, it, it, it's not just you know it's like the trolleys in New Orleans. 
mm-hmm. uh, or San Francisco, the subways in New York, the trains in Chicago, the fucking people mover. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I wouldn't expect to see, to go to, you know, the umbrascape of Detroit and use the fucking people mover. I wouldn't expect to do that in actual Detroit, no. but, but I would expect the spirit of it to exist. Yeah, it does. Not, yeah, that's, and that's what I was talking about earlier. But I knew you had it later, so it's like, all right, I'll shut the fuck up until later. <laughs> <laughs> like they exist, but like I yeah. said, they're not usable. Right. And like I don't feel like they. they it's, it's like a cop out. What's the point then? Right. Like, I mean, you kind of waken it, and hopefully, it does what you want it to do. But yeah, like I, I would do that as like an emergency play, maybe. Like if you're, what's what's the point of taking a journey into the heart of a city? to do battle, whatever, in the Umbrascape for whatever, X, Y, Z, whatever the fucking MacGuffin is, whatever the, mm-hmm. and go, well, let's just take the subway. Mm-mm. That's what I want I in my, have. like, what a boring journey. That is so frequented by pattern spiders, according to the book, that you would not want to be down there. Well, I just mean from a, from an adventure standpoint, you know, it's like we, you know, that, that joke that we, I'm sure we have all heard that, you know, why didn't they just take the fucking eagle to Mount Doom and, and drop the ring in from the fucking sky? Why? Because it would be a boring fucking story. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it'd be very boring. It'd be the easiest way out. Yeah. Right. You know, oh, one time a hobbit rode on an eagle for an hour. The end. <laughs> it turned a 14 hour story into 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the early, uh, how it should have ended.com. <laughs> it was one of the early ones. You just saw the whole group flying on the giant eagle. They dropped the thing in the, you know, in the volcano. And someone's like, credits. Hey, could you imagine if we walked, someone could have died. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of boring. Uh, right? Like, you, you don't want that adventure. Like, why would you? No. So, yeah, well, like, I don't have do it this way because it would suck as a story. That's right? why. Because right? <laughs> you want fucking something dynamic and dangerous and like an adventure, not Basically like a plane ride. <laughs> How do we get downtown? You fight your way downtown. Well, we'll just take a cab. No. So I actually, uh, I grabbed a little snippet of the, uh, the ratings for the gauntlet. Oh, okay. So your typical gauntlet ratings in the, uh, in the city. A diff nine are microchip manufacturers, clean rooms, and like the state Supreme Court clerk's office. That's an example. Okay. Yeah. Diff 8, the inner city slums, downtown financial district, or the intensive care unit. Fuck. Your Diff 7 is your children's playground, suburban neighborhood, and convenience store or church sanctuary. Okay. Diff 6, large city park, art museum, organic health food store, or maternity ward. That's okay. I mean, yeah, I feel like, yeah, the maternity ward's an odd choice because it's still yeah. a fucking hospital. Right. That's fine. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too. That's uh, why I wanted to bring this up. I was like, why would they choose that? Maybe in the world of darkness, paternity wards are in fields. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like there's like a slide going from the delivery room to the maternity ward across the street. <laughs> and then your your typical cairn is still a diff five. I mean, I see it. Yeah, well, you know what the fucked up thing about that is? Is that's from Book of the City, mm-hmm. which was published like 20 fucking years ago. Oh, so things have changed. So, yeah, like. No, they brought the diff down a little bit. No. Oh, well, there's no way. That's true. You know, probably older than probably older than 20 years ago. What's uh, yeah, pull that book open. What's the date on that? Danny? 2002. Oh, all right. Yeah. So there you go. 20 years ago. So, you know, add to that the advances in the Internet, Wi-Fi. The, oh, yeah. The phones in everyone's pocket. <laughs> that gauntlet does not go down. No, it only goes up. Yeah. That's the fucked up thing. Is, wow. the, is those are 20 years ago gauntlet numbers. Wow. And they have a thing called trapped gauntlets 
What? Yeah. Tell us about it, Akbar. So, so that from extra spaces to trapped gauntlets. Trapped gauntlets. A trapped gauntlet attacks Garu who passed through with an attack rating equal to the local gauntlet rating and a base of one level of lethal damage. The Gnosis roll to step sideways acts as a dodge, reducing the amount of damage done. The remaining damage is soaked by willpower, not stamina. Now, when a pack steps sideways together, each member faces the attack separately, but they still use the leader's Gnosis result as a dodge. Mm. That's so mean. That is so mean. Holy shit. So I don't... mean, the trapped gauntlet idea, cool. No, it's super cool. Super cool, but, but that, that is sucks to have to deal with that. So it's just a don't do this. And here's an idea, and here's why you shouldn't do it. And here's more ideas of why you shouldn't do it. Oh, it's like just make sure you uh, you keep your eye on your player's damage. Mm-hmm. Keep your eye on their health levels before you Well, I mean, it. it's soaked by willpower. So hopefully you got enough willpower. Maybe. Because, <laughs> I mean, from what it sounds like, you're definitely taking one damage. At least. At least one, and then the rest goes to willpower. Well, and then remember, it's it's the gauntlet rating. Right. So if that gauntlet is nine. Yeah, I was going to say, and then it's the, you know. But you do your gnosis roll. That's your, that's your roll with the diff nine. But so. Right. Still nine damage. Yeah, that's, that's a good time. That's what you want. And this is why you make sure you step sideways in the right areas. Do True. not do this in any type of server room or where there's just lots of weaver tech. Because the weaver obviously is the one that made the gauntlet. So wherever her stuff is. It's going to be thick. And, and you're right. I mean, it's the difference between the local cable company headquarters and the old Irish pub that's been there since 52. Right. One, obviously, is super weavery and suck. and the, <laughs> But the other, you know, has decades and generations of of camaraderie. You know, the locals, the the family that owns it. Oh, it's way oh, more the good times. Yeah. Bad times, too, but. Sure. So there's a positive quote unquote force from the city, and it's it's that kind of shit you gotta keep in mind too. I mean, we've talked about it a bit, but mm-hmm. I think it just it bears repeating. Mm-hmm. Because it's very easy to just treat the city as the enemy. Super easy. Very easy. And, and it's also you don't want to have a situation. Especially from the Garu lens, it's very easy to treat the city as bad. Right. And there's a lot of bad there, but there's beauty there too. You just have to frame it on the right lens. And, and, and you also want to have a situation, you, you want to be fair to the treatment of your city. And I mean that insofar as you have a pack, right? And let's sake of argument, uh, a get, a red talon, a Fianna, and a glass walker. Okay. Sure. And you go, oh, you're coming to the city and it's fucking terrible and everything smells like farts and blood and vomit. And that red talon's going to freak out. Sure. But we ain't even there yet, right? right. Okay. And, and you can, the, the, you're choking, uh, there's the smoke in the air, the, the exhaust, and you're choking on it, and everything smells like death, and you're miserable and shitty, and the humans all smell like shit, and their stupid X fucking body spray. Gain and, rage. Y- y- yeah. And then you go to your glass walker and go, oh, welcome home. Gain two willpower. Everything's perfect. <laughs> what a fucking disconnect. Yeah. So you got to make sure you find that mid-ground. But again, it goes back to looking at through the Garu's eyes rather than a human eye. But we're still looking at through the Garu eyes, which is one of these Garu happens to be a glass walker who thrives in a city. 
but you don't want to frame it to where like oh, everything smells like farts and shit. And that's what you love, Glasswalker. You love farts and shit. <laughs> because if you frame it, that that's what it sounds like. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know, you, you want you want to give your due diligence. You want to help showcase some of those those moments of beauty and some of that good in a way that everyone can see it. And it doesn't just sound like, hey, the Bonars and the Glasswalkers suck and they're awful. Because that's not what we're saying. There's something there that they're seeing. They're not wrong. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you go too far. But there's shit there. So focus on that and find that way to, to bring it into that middle ground. So you're not saying the same thing to essentially two different groups of players right. and going, you hate everything about this and you, you go, and you love everything about everything. I just said that they hate. Yeah. There's the disconnect. You don't want yeah. the disconnect. No, no one enjoys huffing exhaust fumes. No, not even a human. Right. But you know what? You can definitely find the charm or the appreciation in that old Irish pub. Oh yeah. Or, or that, that hot dog vendor that, that that's personable and friendly and hey, look, maybe maybe it's even a clean fucking operation, or maybe slightly less dirty. But either way, the newspaper vendor that knows all of his customers—that's weird. I was just thinking that. Yeah, it is like, hey, John, good to see you. How's the wife and kids, Susie? You know what's going on at King Distillery? Must be a pretty weird job. <laughs> Must be a pretty great job, King well, Distillery. You make it's a booze. exactly what, well, and it's a big name. It's yeah. a big company. How's the whiskey? Mm. Tainted. <laughs> but she don't know that. Exactly. Yeah, how is she supposed to know? And you paint, you're like that. Paint it right. So you got, yeah, you you smell the exhaust fumes, but then your ears perk up as you hear the jazz music coming out of the bar down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, exactly. Little things. Devil's in the details. It's a big deal. It's crazy. It's not all bad. No, it's not. And again, it's, it's you got to be careful about how you frame that with, especially with city and country Garu in the same pack, because hey, you don't want to isolate those city Garu. And maybe you do a little bit for effect, but a little bit. And in situationally, like maybe the first time you enter a city. Yeah, you do it that way, but it's just so we get the idea. Right. It, it's, it's the hammer and the contrast this time. Right. Because it's the first time. And then you, you dial it back the next time. Right, but you certainly don't want to isolate players by doing that. You know, by pointing to that glass walker at the table going, you like all these shitty things that everyone else hates. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think of it as like two different places in this country, right? Yeah, I'm here. And obviously, we know where we're at. But then you look at like the opposite side. You know, look at California. Oh, Okay. What? I was wondering where he was going to yeah, go. What's with the opposites? Side. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, yes, we're north, of the, but like, I, I don't know. I, it's just it's two different feels, and every city is. Yeah, mm-hmm. We touched on that at the beginning of the episode. It, it just <laughs> reminds me. That's all it is. I, I see, no, it. I understand. Listening to the podcast is hard. <sighs> Good night, everyone. Like, we love you, Dan. Like, I'm out. But I mean, I like that because you go to New York. Mm-hmm. Feels like business. It feels like. I mean, that's just going to be corporate heaven. Yeah, and nobody got time for that shit. Mm-mm. You know, it's, it's something I think we've talked about um, in regards to other things. It's like, hey, you know, especially driving and, you know, here. People here generally have shit to do with their day and move. Oh, yeah. Move. They're, yeah, get out of my way. I am busy. Right. And it's something I've heard a lot from people who come to visit here is they get in the highway. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. When people are blown by at 90, 95 miles an hour in a 70, and so no one stay cares. on the right yeah, if you don't just, want to go that fast. Right. 
It's just move. I'm busy. It's not about you. Get the fuck out of my way. And that is all of Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) All of it. I mean, you know, I mean, you have your different boroughs. So fine. And those have different. I have shit to do with my day and you need to move. Yep. Go faster or move. Yeah. It should be a theme there. I ain't got time for this shit. (laughs) Very hustle and bustle. I see it. That's that's a lot of city life, though. It is. That's a good way to paint it. Everything is moving. Quickly. Yes. But, but Solid the, point. The attitudes of. <laughs> there's a difference. Okay? No, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like, I'm, uh, I'm trying, trying not to, to say. articulate it, but there, there is a difference. <laughs> well, I lived in Arkansas. You know, I lived in Little Rock, a small town mm-hmm. on the fringes somewhere. I lived in Little Rock proper. And oddly enough, and it wasn't everywhere, but oddly enough, you know, in the more residential, people would still wave. And they'd go high and they'd look at you and say, and I'm like, why would you ever look at a stranger? <laughs> <laughs> well, knowing where you, you're from. Wait, but that's and, my point. Like, why, 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 why are you waving? Dude? Where's your partner? <laughs> where's, where's the guy with the gun that's going to sneak up on me while you're distracting me with your hand waving? <laughs> Do I know you? No, you don't seem to be bleeding. You don't need help. That's what I was trying and to say. Why would though. you ever talk to me? Why would you talk to a stranger? Don't look. You look down. You look, you look at the ground two feet in front of you. That's how you walk. Yep. That's what I was trying to say crazy? with being here in Michigan and then yeah. like the other side of the country, how it's two different mentalities. Yeah. And I mean, and yeah, that's it. It's true everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's true everywhere. Right. <laughs> it was fucking sick, but that's a true story, by the way. It, it doesn't surprise me. Way. It so does not surprise me. Why are you waving at me, people from Arkansas? What did I do? <laughs> I just moved here. Leave me alone. Right? <laughs> Fuck I, off. I do that here. But that's also out on a boat. It's a boating community. That's, we all wave to each other. But that's, that Weirdo. is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a little weird. But <laughs> that is different. The boating community is different. That is, that is a boating, yeah, that is a boating community. We, we're suddenly not talking about, like, the fucking cast corridor. Right. Where we might already have been murdered. Before we even got there. I, like, on the outskirts. Yes. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, we, we yeah, don't go there. There are, there are parts of Detroit that Detroiters don't go to. New. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there are some spots we could take you through that you would. No, I, no, I cannot take you through. No. Ten, it's, it's just a really bad idea. Not, no. I, I think we've talked about Detroit enough, guys. We, <laughs> we absolutely keep, have, but. We keep I'm doing sorry. it. But either way, I mean, there's, there's some, again, there's so many aspects to the city. There's so much to do with it. There's so much variation and it's important to lean on that variation you know if you're running a city game and it's not a city you know well again use resources like discord and talk to people who might be familiar with it hit up google maps Mm -hmm. like it sounds ridiculous but i mean when i was writing the guilty you know it had been several years since my last trip to new orleans you drop yourself down in satellite view or the street view that's exactly what i did that's super smart. Yeah, to, to you know, it's like, here's, yeah, the, the architecture, yes, this, yes, that, you know. I mean, I think you remember I, I was describing during the guilty of the, how, how the different houses, uh, how they're formed, and you have, like, the, the more shack-type houses, and then some of the nicer houses, and if you're there, you absolutely see it. Mm-hmm. But it's not a detail you think of when you go back to remember normally. Right. Or how, you know, there, there's the big pastel colors, you know. We're Very painting our house city. pastel blue. It's, it's a unique thing. But it's those little details that help. And if you've never been there, you would never know and you'd never think to ask about that. Right. So, yeah, take to Google Maps, go to that satellite, to that street view. 
and explore the city that way. If you go can. to the Garden District, it's gorgeous. Well, yes. I mean, like, you vacation in New Orleans, please. It's a yeah, great seriously, place. everybody, great city. Everybody listening, go there. But <laughs> I want to. I'm not your so fucking bad. travel agent, so. <laughs> but I'll use, be your travel agent. <laughs> but, but use that digital travel agent to help scout cities and help get a better feel. You know, ask around, do do some research because. You want to give life to that city. You want to make that an extra character in your game if you're running city games. You do your best. And, I mean, that's what we talk about here. You know, ring the bell. Good enough isn't good enough. Strive for better. I think on that note, I mean, there's there's plenty we could probably go on about, but we are, I mean, like, we, we, we can't. <laughs> we, yeah, <laughs> the we show can. has to end at some point. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do. So on behalf of everyone here at Scratch Wolf Studios, myself, Tommy Dixon, Daniel Tyson, we want to say thank you so much for your support. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Keep your claws sharp. Your head in a swivel. We'll see you. love farts and shit tainted